I want to welcome you to day two of week seven through the book of Genesis, chapter 32 of the book of Genesis. Yesterday, we left Jacob, who had just left his father-in-law, Laban, but his problems are not over. In front of him is his brother Esau, this brother that had vowed to kill him. At this point, chapter 32 of Genesis, Jacob is literally a schemer who's run out of schemes. He has an angry father-in-law behind him. He can't go that direction. He has a hateful brother in front of him. He can't go that direction. So he decides to go in the direction of trust. As we saw yesterday, Jacob's life has begun to change, but it hasn't completely changed. He still has his plans going. As you read this chapter, Genesis 32, in verses 3 to 8, he's He's scheming that diplomacy maybe is going to be the answer to him meeting his brother is going to make everything okay. And then in verses 13 to 21, he schemes that possibly appeasement is the way that he's going to make everything okay with his brother. He's got his plans going. In the midst of all of this, there's this prayer that he prays in verses 9 to 12, asking God for help. Now, honestly, that's great progress for Jacob. God, help me, he prays. Keep me safe in the midst of these plans that I'm working out for you. Now, it's not, he hasn't gotten to a good place yet, but it's progress. At least it's not all about what God needs to do for Jacob's life. At least he's looking to God, but he hasn't gotten it right yet. He's gotten to the place that many of us get to, and there are some who never get beyond this place in their spiritual maturity. God, keep me safe in the midst of these plans that I have for my life. God, help me to do what I want rather than this new place of maturity, this new place of security, this new place of faith where you begin to pray, God, show me how to do what you want. Show me how to live the life that you've made for me. Now, Jacob's life is going to change in these verses, in this chapter. He has been in the bargaining phase. And out of that bargaining phase came the struggling phase, struggling with God, struggling with people. But here, in a moment, in chapter 32, He faces what I call the wrestling phase. Let me read for you verses 21 to 32. So Jacob's gifts went on ahead of him towards Esau, his brother, and he himself spent the night in the camp. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two maidservants, and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that the hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel because you have struggled with God and with men and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? And then he blessed him there. And so Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip, because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near that tendon. Here is this wrestling phase in Jacob's life. Here is this wrestling match in Jacob's life. Perfect. It's a a perfect picture of the struggle that was happening in Jacob. It's not a foot race. He's been running for far too long. It's wrestling someplace, somewhere where he could no longer run. Now, who is he wrestling with here? 
He's wrestling with God. Now, I know you read these verses and it says, the man said, what's, what's, what's this all about? This is called in the Bible a theophany. This is God appearing as a man in some way. This is not all of God becoming a man as he became in Jesus Christ. This is God appearing as a man in some way. It's called a theophany, and it simply means that God is willing to come to this place in Jacob's life where he appears as a man in some way so he can experience in a real sense this wrestling, but more than just wrestling, healing. There's healing that's going on in Jacob's life. He's wrestling with the great physician, Jesus Christ. And it's interesting. He has a very interesting, fascinating way of healing Jacob. He touches him and he makes him limp. Now, before we go on with Jacob, let me just ask you a question. Where are you wrestling? Where are you wrestling right now in your life? Maybe you're wrestling with a character change. Maybe you're wrestling with a circumstance that you wish would change, a health circumstance, a circumstance with your family. Maybe you're wrestling with an unanswered prayer. Maybe you're wrestling with a habit that you just can't seem to let go of or you can't seem to start. Maybe you're wrestling with doubt. You you doubt the way that God is managing your relationships. He's managing your life. Maybe you're wrestling with a relationship. Whatever you're wrestling with, here's, here's what it's really all about, this wrestling match. Who is in control? Am I in control or trying to be, or is God in control? Who is in control? In these verses, Jacob is wrestling with God. He's not wrestling with circumstances or unanswered prayer or doubt or Satan or enemies or an evil society or his sinful nature. He is wrestling with God. Ron Dunn in his book, When Heaven is Silent, says Jacob had prayed for protection from Esau, his brother. What he needed was protection from God. Esau was not his problem. God was his problem. And the truth is, there are times in my life and in your life when God is our problem too but he is our solution as well. God is our problem when we see him as in the way of something we want to control. He is our solution when we recognize that allowing him to control is the only way out of the problem. You see, three things happen to Jacob. Don't miss this. Three things happen to Jacob when he wrestles with God. And in your wrestling right now over what's happening in your life, and even your doubt and struggles with God, these are the three things that God can allow to happen. He brings him face-to-face with who he is, number one. Number two, he brings him face-to-face with who he can be. And number three, he brings him face-to-face with who he cannot be. That's what happens. Number one, he brings him face-to-face with who he is. He asks him, what's your name? And Jacob has to say, Jacob. He knows the meaning. He's saying, I'm a schemer. Jacob was admitting before God, this is what I'm really like. (laughs) It's not as if God doesn't know. God knows me. He knows you. He knows exactly what we're really like. But there's something in us that doesn't want to say it out loud, that doesn't want to confess it. God knew who Jacob was. God knew his name, but he still wanted him to confess it. And the same thing's true in my life and in your life. God knows my actions. He knows my character. But he wants me to sit before him in humility and say, God, here's who I am, the good and the bad. Here's who I am. He brings him face to face with who he is in the wrestling. But secondly, he brings him face to face with who he can be. He says, your name has been Jacob. It will be Israel. There are some who don't know that Jacob's name became Israel. We know that Abram became Abraham, but we don't know that Jacob became Israel, that the nation of Israel is named for Jacob. 
The whole nation is named for this moment, Israel. Jacob was the man who would become a nation. He was the bearer of God's promise. His descendants would become as the stars. You are Israel. You are one who has struggled with God and won, and God's promise is going to come through your life. He brings him face to face with who he can be, not just with who he is, but also with who he can be. In fact, let me say it this way. I believe we have too many Jacobs and not enough Israels. Too many who can tell you what's wrong with their lives, where they are right now, but not enough who finish the story, who are able to say, this is what God wants to make right in my life. And you need to see what's wrong. You need to see who you are right now, the good and the bad, but you also need to see what God wants to make right, where he wants to lead you, where he wants to guide you, the Israel that he wants to make of you. If you don't see that, if you don't get that in your life, then you live without hope. You live without the motivation that you need to live a life of faith. You wrestle with God. You come face to face with who you are. You come face to face with who you can be, but you also come face to face with who you can't be. Jacob tries to struggle and wrestle with God and win. He loses. You can't wrestle with God and win. And because of this, God leaves him with a limp. Jacob lives the rest of his life with that limp. He lives the rest of his life with a physical reminder to the fact that God is the boss. God wants to do incredible, great, wonderful, awesome things in your life, but you can't be God. Who is it that you cannot be? You can't be the one who's ultimately in control of anything. Your life, somebody else's life, this world, human history, God is in control and I am not. And those four words empower incredible things in my life and in your life. God is in control, face to face with who you can't be. And when I come, when I come to a place of peace with that, everything changes in my life. Jacob wrestles with God. Maybe you're wrestling right now. Let me pray for you. Lord, I pray particularly right now for those who are wrestling. There's feelings of uneasiness. There's feelings of doubt. There's feelings of disappointment. There's maybe even feelings of anger towards God. I pray, Jesus Christ, that you would bring us face to face with who we are, how we've come to this place in our lives, but also with who we can be, that you haven't given up on us, that you want to do great and wonderful things in our lives, through our lives, and also face to face with who we can't be. We can't be God. We can't be in control. So help us to hold our lives in some fresh new way before you. Lord, it's not easy. It's wrestling. And when we wrestle, there is energy. There is sweat. There is tiredness. There is the feeling of defeat. There is wondering if we can go on. But on the other side of that, there is you. You'll never fail us. You'll never forsake us. So God, I pray that in the wrestling, we discover you as we never have before. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.